this is this is Picard ordering a hot tea. That's all he is. I've been fucking invested in this character for oh, for like 20 years. And now you're going to reduce him to ordering a tea? Did you know that Tom Hardy played Bane? <laughs> Can I touch your hair? Welcome. <laughs> a horrible impersonation. Welcome oh to Into the Wormhole. Oh my god. Oh my god. We are stuck down here. We've been stuck down here for about a year. Uh, I'm Lauren Lowen, and uh, if I look over to my left of this wormhole, I got my captain. Hi, it's Larissa Maestro. What's up? <laughs> hey, everyone. So we are already coming back to another villains episode, Star Trek villains. Uh, we had just done the Borg Queen not that long ago. And uh, we just decided we wanted to do another one because we do what we want. Just deal with it. Okay. Yeah, we lit- that's like the whole point of this podcast is that we do whatever <laughs> we want. <laughs> And so uh, we kind of needed something that was a little more short and snappy. So we decided, you know what? We're doing shins on. We're doing shins <laughs> on from Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> and Larissa said that she doesn't have notes. She just has feelings. So Larissa, I'm excited to hear those feelings. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. do want to start by saying one thing, though. Mm. Kind of on a more serious note. But okay. I was reading up on... Um, Oh, just everything about the movie. Shinzon's really only in one movie versus like the Borg Queen who we were just talking about who, you know, went on into the TV series. But apparently um, Tom Hardy said somewhere that he took this role very seriously because it was like his first big Hollywood breakthrough film. And because it did so poorly, not only just at the box office money-wise, but was not well received by Star Trek fans, he admitted that his relationship broke up, he turned to alcohol, and he contemplated suicide over it. Oh my god, I did not know that. And it kind of reminds you like how cruel people can be just in general to, to actors and just people who are sort of in, you know in front of the camera and stuff. But I just wanted to say, Mr. Hardy, if you are listening to a Star Trek podcast with uh, two 30-something women um, (laughs) talking about one of your your first appearances, I don't have a problem with your acting in this film. You were nominated, Mr. Hardy, for a Saturn Award for this, and I think you acted the shit out of Shinzon. So I just wanted to say that, that we will have thoughts about this, but his acting is not a complaint. Tom Hardy is an incredible actor. Like, oh, yeah. He's an incredible actor. I fucking love Mad Max Fury Road. I have watched that movie so many times. That movie's amazing. He barely has any lines in it, and he's just fucking compelling. He's so compelling in that movie. I love it. Oh, they yeah. spent $60 million on this movie. Which actually, I want to say it's not that much. I mean, it, they actually it, had to do for, this movie on a budget when it comes to a Hollywood film because yeah. they wanted some more elaborate things and they literally could not afford them. Oh, OK. Well, yeah. 60 million feels like a lot of money to me. 
It, it is, it is, but, in the grand scope of movies, you know. But, yeah, I mean, but, but I think but they made 67. It like, made, here's the thing is that it only made $67 million at the box Ouch, office. ouch. Aye, I wonder aye, if that aye. was domestic or, you know, I mean, still, it's really low. It just shows the temperature of, oh, of yeah. where the fandom was. It was yeah. the first Star Trek film that did not debut as the highest gr- grossing film of the Ooh, week. Ooh, ouch. It debuted... At number two, behind the movie Made in Manhattan. Oh, starring Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez and Rafe Fiennes. Oh, ouch. Double ouch. But, I mean, that movie's also very bad. But it's cute. And it's what, got Made J- in Manhattan? And it's got or? J-Lo. <laughs> it's got J-Lo in it. I mean. <sighs> no, I want to see Doom Buggies and someone impale themselves on a spike. Yeah. Okay, I'm also reading that. When it was released, it was in direct competition with two other huge movies or three other huge movies, one of which was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, boy. The 20th James Bond film, Die Another Day. And Gesundheit. Excuse me. And Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh... Oh my god! And then and then Rick Berman was like blaming that for like why Nemesis did so poorly, and it was like it's like all of those movies are still like people still watch those all of those movies and like them, you know, like but yeah, there two of those are sequels. All of those are sequels. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so. Uh, Moving on to Shinzon. Yes, yes. Uh, this was ideal for us because we only had to watch the movie, <laughs> except that, except for the fact that this the movie that we had to watch was Nemesis. <laughs> Yikes! Oh my god! Yikes! I don't know. Do you want to just do like first thoughts about that? Because we're we're talking about okay. like as a villain, the success of this character. Like what? As a as a vil- as mm. as a, as a a foe, right? <laughs> I'm I gonna just love it. I'm just making faces, and I'm like <laughs> looking through my fingers, like I'm trying I mean... to avoid a horror movie. All while Larissa is talking about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say I get what they were going for here. I I know what they were trying to do. I just never one time in the movie believe it i just don't ever believe it and this is not because of tom hardy's acting tom hardy this is not because of your acting your acting He's is probably excellent. the best thing of this movie yeah the acting is excellent yeah um, mentions on your acting is much better than brent spiner as b4 which makes no sense anyway that's not important it is it's writing for me oh yeah it's absolutely writing I I don't buy him as a foil for Picard ever because there's never any indication that he has a moral compass. Like there's just like there's zero there's zero writing to indicate that he has anything in common with Picard. He is just always fuck he's just always fucking shit up. So like there's no never a reason to trust him. There's never a moment of like 
connection of real connection between the two of them. It's all it's all just like looking at the stars and wondering what's up there. Like that's not a connection. That's just a thing that happened when you were that happens to literally every child. Right. <laughs> oh, you want to you want to dream of being an adult and doing big things? <laughs> that's Me too. so unusual. Are you Nobody... my clone? I, right. <laughs> So ridiculous. So so like really for me, it all just comes down to believability. And I And that's saying something for, for two people who watch Star Trek. <laughs> for yes, yes. For two you know people what I mean? who, are, who are watching like a futuristic utopic uh science fiction show. Yeah. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. <laughs> Shinzon feels like a um in this movie. I'm not talking about the books. I, I, I wanted to go and research and I'm like I know this was talked about or explained more in the book. So they went and it's like, nope, nope. We're just looking at the movie because I'm not doing homework to make up for a shoddy product and storytelling. Right. Shinzon feels like a first draft. It feels like someone mm-hmm. who's come out with the very, very basics and they have yet to workshop it over and over and over again. And I agree. Like Picard, there's never like this interesting push and pull between him and Shinzon or a time where maybe... It looks like they will kind of be working together. And then, no, no, it turns out that Shinzon realizes, you know, like kind of a tragic, you know, character. It, there's something but like that. Not it just even, feels like, from, like, it feels like even... from the very start, Picard's just like, this is fucked up. And yeah. then it, it just, he never trusts him. And that's what makes it not even tragic, though, is because like he, it would be tragic if he had like almost come around and then yeah died. You know, that's tragic. But like, it's just like, the Romulans stole Picard's DNA and made okay. a, a like a genetic experiment that turned into a a complete disaster for everyone. Do you remember <laughs> when we were talking about transporter accidents and we we're talking about Tom Riker and you were yes! like, "Is anyone go back to this technology and like I don't know make a double of someone and the Romulans would make a double of Riker and make him into an agent and you could." I feel like this is the closest we actually get to that happening. Yes. And it's a mess. <laughs> yes. The prob- the problem is that like I mean okay, so I'm now I'm thinking like what if that actually had been the premise of the scientific aspect of this and we just had two Patrick Stewarts and no Tom Hardy. Oh. You know what I mean? Patrick Stewart looking Patrick Stewart in the eye, not Patrick Stewart looking younger Patrick Stewart. Yeah, quote younger Patrick Stewart in the eye. I feel like that would, that would be been too much silly. like Lauren Data. Yeah, that would have been silly. Yeah, that's why they were like, "Okay, yeah, clone." Oh, but he's younger, um, which could be again interesting because yeah. then you also have maybe to some degree like obviously they're clones, but you could have like a mentor student slash son father thing, and yeah, you know, pulling at Picard's heartstrings of. He doesn't have a family. Yeah. So you could, you like could have that, but you, you but could, but you didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a possibility for sure. Okay, can we? All right, do we? Do we need it with? I, th- I feel like with first contact when we did the board queen, we at least explained a little <laughs> bit of the movie. Yeah, we uh, could, should I attempt to do a really do, quick yeah, rehash? Quick, okay, uh, really, really fast one. Really but quick. Also, like we don't need to talk. Like there are some yeah. beats that we don't need to talk about. Like. We can just assume, yeah, and that we, you guys know, yeah, you guys but, have seen Nemesis at least one time, and you maybe understand like the correlation between Data yeah. and B four and 
Picard and Shinzon. Just and to, we don't just have to, to talk fill in the blanks, the simplest blanks, in case you're like, oh, yeah. Okay, so this was the last movie in the Star Trek Generation movies. It came out, you probably have the date in front of you. Is it 2000? 2002. 2002. Okay, that was my next guess. 2002. It came out four years after Insurrection. So it's been a long time since we've been with our TNG fans. This movie did the worst box office wise out of the next generation movies. And there was going to actually be a fifth TNG movie, but this scared the studio into saying, nope, like we're not going to do that because this was a disaster. And they ended up just deciding to go with the J.J. Abrams 2009 movie um, years later. So, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, But yeah, basically. They didn't let Frakes direct this one either. So, you know, it's their fault. It's their fucking fault. The best one, the best next gen movies are the Frakes direction. In my opinion, they got a director who did not know Star Trek and he didn't even bother even after doing this. He didn't bother to watch any next generation. What a fucking asshole. Like he just went in blind and filmed it. And I also want to say before I forget, I read that there's literally 50 minutes that they cut out of this movie. And most of it was character stuff because they wanted to save all the action stuff of the Enterprise going against Shinzon ship. And it's like, maybe you should have kept some of that. Oh, my um, God. That's maybe really, we wouldn't like, have fuck. some of the problems. We have. Roar! Um, like, fuck so, this. Also, like, I know Brent Spiner had something, had a little to do with this story. But, like, yeah. Rick Berman. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so basically, all you need to know is uh, really well. Troy Riker married. That's my favorite part of the whole fucking right, movie. Right. Sorry, it's the opening scene. I'm like the Great. opening scene is uh, my favorite part. All all you guys really need to know to, to remember this. This is the one where it turns out the Romulans had made a clone of Picard to replace him, and they abandoned that plan and threw the clone into a mining, the lithium mining like s- slave labor camp. Yeah, on Remus. Um, that the Romulans run and somehow this clone rose to power and had the strength and the education to get a get a spaceship and all this like crazy in theory technology and stuff and then uh, like basically went after Picard because the Enterprise went there to f- see what the hell's going on because oh but first Shin- he murders the entire yes, Romulan Senate Shinzon kills the Senate yeah. so he's taking over he's taking over uh is it Romulus, right? That's the well, planet. Well, yeah, he's he's from Remus, but he's yes, taken he's over from... Romulus. I don't even. I even want to keep this. This is supposed to be a fifteen second summary. Yeah, they're like fucking um, Romulan politics. But yeah, Picard and him meet, and Shinzon wants to destroy Federation because I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then he's bad guy because yeah. movie need bad guy. Yeah. They fight. Pew pew pew. And then stabby, he gets stabby. put on a spike. Which, <laughs> stabby, stabby, spike part. And, and then it's over. And then Data sacrifices himself. Why? I don't know. I mean, that was a good use of Data being like, he doesn't have to worry about space. He can literally jump over and save Picard. I feel that like that's cute. something in another movie. People will be like, why didn't they have yeah. Data just go over there? But they didn't. Um, that was cute. I appreciated that. But then like, I was like, what the fuck? It's supposed to be emotional, and it's and it's just like what the fuck. It actually would have been more pro- more appropriate. I feel like if if we're like totally again rewriting it, but um, if like Shinzon, 
I mean, we'll talk about the Shinton character and his relationship with Picard. But if somehow there was a little bit more of a, if this movie was more of a chess game and less of an action flick, yeah, where maybe like Shinzon's just like, look, I'm I'm fucked up. I'm never going to be as good as you, Picard. And so they are adversaries in the end. But at the very end, this is like the one redeeming thing Shinzon yeah. does is he goes down with the ship and prevents. I don't know. Yeah, what you that would ju- that would actually yes. been like somewhat poetic i feel like what you just said is the whole problem with this movie (laughs) if it had been a chess game instead of an action movie because that is the picard way picard let's just go back and talk about picard for a second yeah we have set up this is the final move this is the final movie in the next gen series right Which, again like i said they didn't know because they, they didn't know to have it. another one but like but what it I, ended what up I being mean that way by that is that we have literally over a decade of character development material on this character right we know this character really well so like why the fuck is this an action movie instead of a chess game Picard is a diplomat Picard plays that I mean that is literally playing chess political chess that is literally what that is you're you are negotiating. You are looking for social cues. You're watching. You're trying to like diffuse like dangerous and violent, potentially violent situations all the time. That's what Picard's character does. <laughs> and you're not going to use that in in a story in no. which his no Picard is, about is taking... literally his younger self. He you're needs to take spaceships and f- take them inside. The, the hallways of Romulan ships and blasts his way through. That was some I'm Star sorry, Wars Lisa, bullshit. That's what Picard is about. That was some and Star Doom Wars buggies. bullshit. And fucking Doom buggies. That was also some Star Wars bullshit. There was so much Star Wars shit in this movie. <laughs> that was not the response I was expecting. I was ex- I would ex- I would absolutely expect to see a Dune buggy scene in a Star <laughs> Wars movie. I would absolutely expect to see a shuttlecraft flying in a, inside of a space station in a Star Wars movie. That's what those movies are for. I don't expect, I'm not expecting that when I'm watching a scene with Jean-Luc Picard and Data. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, and actually I those aliens with their little goggles when they're in the doom buggy scene, they do seem kind of like sand people. They really bit. do. Like rawr, rawr, rawr. I know, they really do. So like <laughs> yes, again, you like you, the way that you put it with the chess game, that's exactly the that's exactly the problem with this movie. That's exactly the problem with this yeah. villain. It was like uh and we kind of mentioned this in the board queen that um they really were trying to get people off the street, not your typical Star Trek fan who knew everything, but let's just get let's just get overall moviegoers and sci-fi fans to come see this big film. And it's almost like they kept not learning their lesson and they kept like doubling down, like yeah. more action, more basic. And it's like, no, no. And it wasn't until, you know, I haven't seen the 2009 one in forever, but I remember enjoying it. And I remember yeah. feeling like, Oh, I feel like this is something that fans and uh, I don't know. I just thought they pulled it off. Um, yeah, and it now, like we were saying, because of the the streaming and all that, now they can be like, 
yeah, we're going to do like a whole show like Picard where it's like we got the Borg, we got Seven, we got Maddox. Hey, remember that one episode of mm-hmm. that one thing? This whole thing is based off of it practically. Yep. You know, but yep. but in this movie, they weren't doing that. So like I said, they kind of doubled down again. Yeah. I mean, the problem, I, yeah. I would say like since we just talked about First Contact, basically, when we talked about the Borg Queen, I would say that the reason why First Contact actually feels like a successful movie, I mean, it's generally considered to be the best of the TNG movies, and I agree with that, is because it does feel like there's more of a balance between giving us fans something to grab onto, some backstory to, like, some of our knowledge that we can apply to it. Like, we're, we're actually seeing First Contact with the, with, between Earth and Vulcan, which is something that we've heard about watching the show for our whole lives. Right. And we actually get to see it. That's really exciting. We get to see like the, you know, the Zephyrim Cochran first warp <laughs> space flight. They're actually taking from the lore of yeah. the series. Right. In this movie, there's none of that. The only thing we get again, like we said, our favorite scene is the wedding scene <laughs> right? because it's the only Even that was cut. I know, but it was like we're like, hey, Guinan, right? <laughs> we only get Guinan for a minute, right? I was, I was like, when I saw her in that scene, I was like, wait, do we get a Guinan like some Guinan advice? No, we don't. We get You're no right. Guinan advice. But like, the reason why that's our favorite scene is because we get we we get to hang out with our friends in that scene. Oh, and we've been waiting so long, and we've been this. waiting for so long to fucking hang out with our friends, and then the rest of the movie, we're just like. Wait, so we don't, we just get some like little tiny pieces of dialogue and then we don't get to hang out with our friends. We're just like, because they're cut. Cause, cause it's all oh, cut. So like, there's no, it doesn't even like Picard's character doesn't feel like Picard. He's doing so many n- not Picard things in this movie, like risking the entire ship and just flying it directly into the other ship. I don't know. I was like, "What?" I'm re- I'm sorry. I thought that was actually kind of cool. I mean, it is cool. It is cool, but I was confused about it's really it is yes. really cool. I was yes, confused about Yes, it is about- out of character. Also, are yes. we like ever going to separate the saucer from the thing, you know, again? Like That was my exact fucking thought. I was I like, could understand if it's like let's ram the saucer part and, you know, and then separate and fly away. Yeah. I just don't Yeah, that was exactly that was exactly my thought. I was like Wait, so the Enterprise E can't separate? Like, all they needed was one line of dialogue. Separate. We can't. It's offline. Okay, great. We can't do that. Like, why? I was like, where is? Wait a minute. Is it because we just did it in uh, generations? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is the problem. Is it's like it's like the Power Rangers. You're basically just waiting for them to combine all together like yeah. all right let's, let's get to that point i mean we really don't get saucer separation very often like there this is this is the time if you're gonna although do it. i'm trying to remember if they were impulse only like maybe maybe they just didn't have the power anyways um i was also sure. like uh what is in the fr- is did they evacuate for i they didn't <laughs> there there was no like evacuate these decks so that you know I just like, always think of space balls when we talk about that. I know, you know, I know. But I was like, that was like very obvious. Like, 
on Star Trek, they would say evacuate those decks first before doing the thing. And this seemed like, oh, but we don't want to say that because it'll ruin the thing we're about to do. But like for Star Trek fans, we're like, we want to make sure everyone in those decks was okay. <laughs> well, it's like there's kids in the classroom, right? Right. Like, How's Molly doing? Or <laughs> I know, like where they just came from a wedding. They're not. They're, they should be on. There uh, are you families know. on board. You remember this, right? <laughs> like for some reason, there are children on this on on this now warship. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Uh, okay. One thing I want to talk about Shinzon is that this whole plot, kind of going back to the idea of like, what if the Romulans made a copy of someone? And mm. this, I, one of the problems I have with the movie is just that like this plot of trying to replace Picard with a clone is not bad in itself, but the way they they go about it in the movie just seems like so overly complicated. And, and yeah. I'm okay for not having all the answers, but it's like when you... I guess have plot holes or when you have things that just don't add up, that's, it gets really distracting. And, and we've just noted yeah. it just seems really shallow and like a first draft. You mean like the, um, t- the but, temporal genetics thing where like, it's like temporal. I'm genetics okay. So that he can I'm actually change. okay with the temporal RNA. The fact oh, that it's like, RNA. cause okay. it would, it would be like what you're going to like raise this guy. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Like by the but time like, he's the right age, then like it would, Picard would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I understand that. And I and I do think it's somewhat clever that it's like the fact that it wasn't activated is ultimately like messing with his body and that's what's causing his I mean, that's like okay, cool. What I really don't get is like um if you kind of read the notes, it's like they're gonna do this, there's a government switch up and they decide we gotta get rid of this whole like clone Picard and replace him you know we're not doing it anymore because it's gonna be too provocative and we're gonna get in trouble if the federation or starfleet ever found out so let's throw the kid clone in a mine <laughs> and it's like if you're really that worried about them finding out and it would you would be in like a, a lot of trouble like kill the clone like right you kill the you kill the evidence like right why would you really throw him in a mine like right shoot him it would make right? more sense if it was like Somebody who was semi in charge of him took pity, and it's like I was supposed to die, but he threw me in the mines. Like, yeah, they're like but, they put me in the mines to die. Okay, or they could have just made but he you didn't. die. Like <laughs> after a year, do you think they'd be like, hey, hey, that clone's still alive? We weren't. We thought he'd last like a week, man. Should we just go and like kill him? Should we just go in there and kill him? Yeah. Should we just have one? But the, and then and then like they allude to this in the movie, and I know the books go into it, but it's supposed to be that he's. Because the the Remans are like the slave labor um, social class yeah. of the Romulans. Yeah. But so, but they're also like I guess in the Dominion War they were also used as what they described as cannon fodder. Like basically, it was like they were sent on all the horrible missions where everyone was going to die. Yeah. Um, they're very expendable. Um, and so he was also drafted in that. But it's like again, if you're so worried about people finding out about this plot. Why, Why would you soldier? send your evidence? Why would wouldn't people be like, "What is that human doing?" Yep, fighting with those Remans. What if he got rescued? What if he became a, a POW and got rescued? And someone's like, "What's this human doing?" They right? find out he's a clone, and then you're back to being, "Oops, like discovered." Hey, sorry, yeah, we were this... gonna clone you, but we didn't do it. We didn't go through with it. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> also, okay, here's a big point, point too. 
if the whole point was they were going to go through all this, like they, they have him, they go ahead and, you know, put him at the same age, speed up his growing. What if he, what if he pulls a peanut hamper and says, you know what? I'm going to pass. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Not. No. By the way, dictionary right? peanut hamper to resist doing something that is highly expected of you. Oh, I love it. Something. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I guess the Romulans were planning to like mind warp him. Like I know they have all the tech for that, but it's, it was also seemed like, what if your clone just refuses? Cause he's an emo 20 something. <laughs> so emo. He's so emo. Oh my God. <laughs> also, I what, mean... is, what is Shinzon's motivation for anything? I mean, so, okay, his motivation is supposed to be, I think, the liberation of the Riemann people. I think that's what it's supposed to be. And if, honestly, to be to be totally honest, if they had run with that and made that really the, the structure on which his uh, motivation was built, it would make way more sense because he is actually trying to protect people. So there is his moral compass, right? And there's like the weird overlapping of, you know, that's his Picardness. Like. Yes, yes. That he is like, he cares very much about the Riemann people. They raised him. They are oppressed. But then wouldn't his beef just be with the Romulans and not with Earth? Like, what is this? That's what I was What wondering. is this go to Earth and destroy Earth thing? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, like what's his problem with the humanity or the federation? They that is never clarified. Yeah. Not because it's not one like time. Uh, it's, who who's the when when they brought back um, Tasha Yar, but she's a half Romulan. What's that? Sela. Who's one course like Selma? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not <laughs> like that where it's like okay, she's half human, but she's obviously grown up a Romulan, and she's like fuck my humanity. I'm yeah Romulan, you know. Yeah. Like there's nothing like that. Like, yeah, his beef, like you said, is is and should pretty much be the Romulans. Now, I guess there is something, like, they keep alluding to, like, oh, if he destroys Earth, that will, you know, it'll be easy to to take down the Federation since the headquarters is on Earth. But, but it's like, still, it's why like, is it the Federation? why is he going after the Federation? I don't. <laughs> they give him, they give him, like, all the motivation and none all yeah, at the same time yeah. in this well, because movie. then if you really think about it, the Federation is one of the only enemies that the Romulans have. So it's like the Feder- it's the Federation and the Klingons, right? So why would you want to take down the enemies of your enemy? Hey, well, yeah, it's that saying like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's like, oh, but uh, I also need Picard here so I can get his blood. Yeah. And it's like, there was just like a little, like I said, like all the motivation, but also no motivation. It was just kind of all over the place. If they had flipped this whole thing. Okay. I have another idea. So, you know, the movie starts out with the murder of the Romulan Senate. That is the opening of the film. What if that was the thing he was trying to do the whole movie? And Picard had to convince him not to do that. Had to try to convince him not to do that. That was a thing. Not go to Earth and kill everyone. Because, because why? Because we don't know. But like, if he, if his thing was he had, if they, ugh, it's because it's like okay, you now you now you're in charge of Romulus. So like, uh, you could literally liberate your people right now. Now he has 
Yeah. You or can, he kills you're in charge. You're the fucking one important. Yeah. Or he manages to kill like one important senator or like half the senator. So now Romulus Romulus is just a mess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Picard and his troops are or his crew are sent there to. I don't know. Yeah. 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 There needed to be like stand. Yeah. That whole idea of where it's like stand down, Shinzon. Stand down. Like that's a good thing. Yeah. It, it, they allowed it to become like a bigger story when it probably should have been more smaller story just just about romulus yeah it 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 just feels like they threw a whole bunch of villain tropes and like literal random star trek shit into a vitamix and then blended it and then poured it out and here's nemesis like that's what this movie feels like it is so disorganized. There's nothing nuanced or subtle about anything. There's no there's no like really strong through storyline. There like none of the relationships are strong except for in the fucking wedding scene when I actually like <laughs> literally had a little tear. I had a little tear Aww. where he was like asking them to not to go. When he's his like, toast to- is very cute. His toast, and the way Patrick Stewart acts that scene, it's per and it's perfect. That's when he's the most like Picard <laughs> in the entire movie. Like he's like my dad. I'm right. pretty sure that's the toast my dad gave. Yeah, yeah that, at my that, wedding. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like, and this is not just like some. This is not just Star Trek criticism. This is just like film criticism. Yeah, now, movie criticism. You know. Like, especially since we very recently watched First Contact, which is a very enjoyable and very successful film, which still has problems. (laughs) Yes. You know, but I care about all the characters in that movie. (laughs) I care about the new characters in that movie. You know, like I care about Lily I ca- like I actually care. I'm very interested in the board queen. At least the board queen is interesting. You know, at least like you're like, whoa, what? What what what? Wait, how? Yeah. You know? It would have been interesting if they could have made Shinzon a little bit more I don't want to say sympathetic, but like a little but more yes, accessible. Yes, He's just set up from the very beginning as bad guy. Yes. Like, I know this is the bad guy. That's the bad guy of the film. Boo. Well, and, and, and no connection to Picard. Like, no real... Yeah. You know? Like, if we had had more of a glimmer of Picard than just him ordering a tea, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, right. It's like, tea hot. <gasps> okay. He ordered oh a tea. God. That's the and thing. he wants it hot. The <laughs> connections that they try to draw between the two of them are so weak. Like, they both like tea. They both looked up at the stars and dreamt about what was up there. Oh, and don't forget that That's, that scene where Picard has him, but he's bald. And I can't remember if they say this in the movie or if this is just something in a deleted scene, but he's like, I had to shave my head. I lost a bet. Oh my and it's God. like, that's our thing. Like, why is Shinzon? I guess he's bald because that's what the Remans look like. But it's yeah, like, no real... why is he bald? We don't know. We don't know. Because don't know. because you have to know it's Picard's clone. Because they wanted to put a a prosthetic on the back of his head so it looked like so it looked like Patrick Stewart's head. 
They wanted everyone to see it. <laughs> he actually did they wear really a prosthetic did, yeah. chin and nose. And yeah. and they got the and the ridge on the back of his head too. Really? Yep. Oh, I missed that. Yep. I missed that. To wow. make to make him actually look like Picard actually look like Patrick Stewart. They did they okay. did that as well. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I I I just feel like the potential because the concept of Picard seeing himself and in that way having to like look like seeing seeing himself as a villain and then having to look back on himself now and like yes really th- that that intro that that a uh, potential for introspection for the character of Picard yeah. is really cool and really interesting and I love that concept but like it's it's just it doesn't happen like there's it doesn't happen because the the whole point of this movie is action and not storytelling and that's not I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, like that's not why I watch Star Trek. I watch Star Trek for storytelling. I do not watch Star Trek for action. We don't. The action's pretty laughable a lot of times. I know. Like I it's know. like Riker doing a roundhouse. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! Oh my god! And like I know that we're not talking about like that, but like but, but yeah. that fight, the fight scene between Jonathan Frakes and Ron Perlman. Who, oh. who needs that? Who has been asking for that? Also, like, let's just talk about how that whole fight scene was was like husband avenges wife's rapist. Oh, God. And yeah. can we just talk about how, like, I literally just said this movie feels like a Vitamix smoothie of <laughs> random Star Trek shit and random movie shit and... How they fucking have to throw in another Deanna brain rape scene. This woman gets, oh my God, she's constantly like losing kids. Uh, and then, yeah, violated in so many ways. I have thoughts, but. But like, I, why? I want to. I yeah. just have to say, why? Is well, it because in there? Unfortunately, in movies, especially I would say in this era, there is that trope of like, how do we show that someone's bad? Oh, they rape someone. Right? Like, but like, what is it What is it doing? What is... In the movie? Yeah, the, like what is... The, <laughs> the only thing it does besides, uh, you know, just be like, oh, isn't Shinzon bad? The only thing it does is set up the fact that there is a telepathic connection that can be ha- that can happen yep. between the Reman and Troy, so that later when she's looking for them on the radar, they can blow and them they up. have this like foolproof cloak. Well, it's like, oh, remember how you know that that happened to Troy? Well, she can do it to them too. She can find them, and then Again. she says, "Remember me," and that's her like '90s or 2000s. <laughs> action thing which is again kind of lame it's weak it's weak it's so weak there's yeah. no there's, there's no even, like she, they're not ascertaining information from her they're just yeah. he's just raping her for no reason and that and what that does for me again for the character i'm sorry we should probably say trigger warning we're going to talk about rape because there's rape in this movie um but like what that does for the character of Shinzon is just separate him even more from Picard in a way that like makes him c- 
completely not worth caring about <laughs> in any oh, way. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, like he's that definitely Picard, dehumanizes like, him even like exactly it de- exactly exactly it just makes it makes him even more just shit and one dimensional and it and it makes him not it makes me not care what happens to him I really don't fucking care I'm just like sh- kill him right now just kill him yeah. right now also also and this is a smaller complaint but like why does Deanna need her hand on top of Worf's hand why can't she press the button herself <laughs> she has her. <laughs> she's she's literally a commander. She knows how to use the console. Maybe <laughs> it's like a Ouija it. board, you know? That's what it seemed like. A, like they were like it was a Ouija, Ouija board. board she board needs vibes. something in her hand. It that was know. some bullshit though. I was like, let her fucking do it herself. Can't she That'd be awesome just, actually, yeah. Right? Like why is she Warf, you so, have to do it for me? What no. Here's here's something. Um okay, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh going back to Troy. It is also kind of a shame that, you know, like we were just saying, Troy has been mentally mind raped, violated before, but usually it's not so literal. Like she's literally in her bedroom with Riker and they're, they're having at it. And then Riker is, turns into Shinzon, which turns into the Reman. Yeah. The Viceroy. So it's like. They literally take over while they're having sex. So it's not just like you're violating my mind, but it's that literal scene of like, oh, and Riker and her are having sex. So yeah, you're, viol- a, you're yeah, violating like, my body. You're violating my relationship yeah. so with my it's husband. It's a little too on the nose. Um, and then on top of it, I, we we talk about this too. We're poor Troy. She's just expected to like go back to work. But, you know, she's like, Captain, I'm, I'm a liability. But it's more, probably should more be like, this is fucked up. I, I, she's obviously I need, in distress. I need to not And he's work. like, nope, nope, you got to keep working. If you, can, um, if you can put up with more of these attacks, I need you. And it's like, what? Yeah, that was really um, fucked up. I was mad. I was angry. There was a deleted scene, but there was actually another scene in a turbo lift where she gets violated again. I don't know the specifics of that, but it's just what like. What the fucking why? fuck? Because like we're subscriptions on evil. God, this movie sucks. It would have been more interesting if, again, if like if he, let's say he was, you know, the Remans. There is some sort of civil war or problems on uh, Romulus. I know the Remans are like technically on their own planet. But yeah, something where Shinzon is working himself the way up the the ladder and is starting to take over. And the Federation's like, hey, we got to go like figure out what's going on there. And like we said, there's a little bit more chess games. But if Troy at some point has a one-on-one with Shinzon and, you know, like you were saying, like seeing those layers of he's like Picard, but he's not. Or there's those qualities of Picard that definitely have been perverted. Yeah. Like they could have gotten that across or used her or even that mental, that telepathic, like they could have set that up in different ways. And instead it was just like, let's do this because then we, then it's bad. Because it was just Shinzon's a bad guy and he's just going to rape people because that's what bad guys do. If it was more like I'm trying to communicate, I'm trying to use Troy as a through to Picard. I'm trying to communicate like yeah that would have made more sense like it literally like is for zero reason like it's just like there there are so many different ways to write how to find someone in a cloaked ship like just watch star trek and uh (laughs) there are lots of different ways that people are able to find cloaked ships 
you don't have to do it with a telepathic being. You can do it in a lot of different ways, like so many fucking ways. And here, like if they had used Troy as an ambassador between the two, because like, mm, again, that would have been beginning okay. of the movie wedding. Picard's like, you have been my guide and my conscience. In his speech at the wedding, right? If yes. we had then yes. developed a relationship between Shinzon and Troy in which Troy is attempting to be his conscience, oh, would I that not saying. have so been... he's trying to like access... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Would that not have been interesting and would have also built on relationships that we've already established <laughs> in the franchise? No, no Doom Buggy. We need Doom Buggy. What the fuck? It's just an ATV. There is nothing fancy about that thing. It is just a it's, fucking it, ATV. It's, it's very inefficient. <laughs> it's very How inefficient. is this like new technology? It's literally just a four-wheeler. It's very limiting in, in many different ways. With but. a machine gun on the back. It's like, what about the ship that I, you guys came down in? How about you guys just like stay in that and like... What the fuck? Go get the things. So um, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just... So stupid. Uh Shinzon. Uh kinda we kinda talked a little bit about his look with the shaved head, but um what did you think of what did you think of his outfit? Um I thought that the sound of his outfit was very distracting. Oh, I didn't notice that. What was going on? It was like, you know, pleather against pleather. God, I have the TV oh, on God. low enough because I watch after the kids go down to bed. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, par- yeah. I'm always paranoid about, uh, you know, the action scenes getting louder. It's oh, just God. like that sound, you know, when somebody's wearing like pleather pants and they're too yes, tight and yes. they're just like. <laughs> or like a snowsuit where it's just like, <laughs> just like the level of distraction. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it was just so silly. Uh, I mean, I am. A, I mean, I guess I'm I'm a fan of those like shoulder things. They're neat. It's. I, sure. I part of me does like it because it does it is probably one of the more like sci-fi looking things in Star Trek. Like um it's kind of when you really start looking at costume design and concept design for these sort of things in yeah. movies and television, a lot of times the designers like will look back in history to take inspiration. Like even uh in first contact, going back to that, I was reading about it in my Star Trek costume book and Yay. they were saying how for the a garb of like Lily and all the people on the planet, they looked back in like the wild, wild west and like picked out cues of that. Yeah. And sense. so, but what I, I, so, you know, there's a lot of that and it's great um, in, in Star Trek in general where, but this I kind of just love because it is so like future sci-fi. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't get any more spacey looking than that. And he's got the cape. Yeah. Yeah. Which starts at like the lower back. I, yeah. Uh, I kind of dig that. It's not like attached to the shoulders. Yeah. It actually is. I mean, yeah. But, it's, uh, it's neat. And it's kind of like a butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not the most like uh, amazing thing, but I'm just like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Somebody, it's got an interesting silhouette. Right. <laughs> like some, there are aspects of this movie where I'm like, somebody did their job pretty well. Luckily this, this director who had only directed two, I think he's only directed two other movies. 
had also worked with Jerry Goldsmith on those other two movies. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So luckily, was... we also had very excellent score. Like the I was, music is yeah. Not really that we're good. here to talk about the movie, but since Jun Sun only makes one appearance, like we kind of we can like, we can talk about it a little yeah. bit. But um, I was very curious about what you thought of the the music. I mean, it's fucking Jerry Goldsmith. He knows what he's fucking doing. There is excellent woodwind writing in this score. And is that the part where it goes like? Is that? Oh no no do you know no! What I'm talking about that little like. I I accent? like that. I like that a lot. But that's that's not what I mean. Um, okay. There, there was a woodwind ensemble. So woodwind ensemble is usually flutes, clarinets, and bassoons, clarinet, oboes. Yeah. Okay. And they're beautiful instruments and they're really underutilized. Hmm. And there are several underscore cues where he's just like, woodwinds, let's do it. And I'm just like, yes, Jerry Goldsmith, let us do it. it it's beautiful. I mean, he's just really, really good. And all of his music is interesting to listen to, but also very much always serves the scene the way it needs to be served. You know, like he just knows what he's fucking doing. I I do also want to point out that this movie, because it was the last in in the TNG series, was referenced a lot for the new show Picard. Especially yes. when it yes. comes to data story. So, but the funny thing is <laughs> that like all they reference is that data died and that he's saying blue skies at the wedding. Like that's it. Because yeah, the and it, rest and it's such of a it, big part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, they never talk about Shinzon in right? the new series. They just talk about that data sacrificed his life to rest, to save Picard. And, and they really that, make sure to be like B4 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. They <laughs> they make sure. They make sure of that. Yeah. They're like, no, he's in this drawer. So they really just take, I mean, they take from the stuff that's I mean, they take from the wedding scene. <laughs> like the musical cues that are that are important that are used again in Picard, that the ones that made me cry are from oh. the wedding scene. You know, they open oh. the entire series of Picard with an instrumental arrangement of the song Blue Skies by Irving Berlin yeah. that uh, Data sings at the wedding. And then they end the season with Isabriones yeah. singing Blue Skies again when Data dies at the end of season one of Picard. Spoilers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, this is a Star Trek podcast and we're going to talk about Star Trek. And if you haven't seen it, then you should not listen to this. Oh my god, um, Larissa has like Kermit the Frog <laughs> arms just out of control. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the fact that they never even mention Shinzon is just a a testament to how unsuccessful this villain was. And it's not yeah, and which, Tom Hardy again, they, Rick they Berman owes you an apology. I mean, he, Rick Berman just owes you a fucking apology. Wouldn't that be great if they were like, "Hey Tom Hardy, can you come back and do something Shinzon?" He's like, uh, "No." I've never I've moved again. on. Absolutely not. I've moved on. <laughs> I love his pain voice. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. He's, re- I mean, he's just, he is a fucking excellent actor. He's, he's like, he's one of those that like goes all in and you can always tell like, he is a- always a hundred percent committed to every role that he takes on you know like there are some actors that are like 
you know, Jeff Goldblum where they're just themselves every time they're in a movie. And there are some actors like Tom Hardy, like, like Kate Blanchett, um, who completely disappear. Oh yeah. You know? And I just feel like if he had had some better material (laughs) to work with, like, can you imagine like how like, like Tom Hardy would have watched all of next generation if there had been more than just ordering a hot tea to work with. <laughs> what else does he do? And having a bald head. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and looking at the stars. Looking at the stars, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, because that's um, all Picard is, right? He just has a bald head. He looks at the stars and he orders tea. <laughs> Ooh, if only we had a fish tank somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe tank. maybe his his screen on his <laughs> ship, like it's like a screen shaver, where it's a saver, where it's just like the aquarium. <laughs> Right. Or even if he had just been like interested in literature, you know, like there are so there yeah, are so yeah. many things that we know about the character of Picard. There are just so many, de- so many small details that we know. Like if I mean, he had been interested in in uh, uh, archaeology. Well, and here's he something been, he worked in a fucking mine. Right. I mean, think about how like much what that overlaps in a weird fuck? way. What the fuck? He's like, here's my rock collection. <laughs> if he had become interested in geology, if like fucking anything, if just, they had just given little us- breadcrumbs. Yeah. Okay. Well, this seems like a good time to bring up uh, Shinzon's death. Oh yeah. Watching this back, I was like, you know, there's okay. All right. Let me start by saying there's <laughs> as much as there are problems. There are at least two moments I can just the bare minimum of appreciate the setup which is unfortunately the even though we just said they could have done this better they set up the telepathic link and then it pays off because that's how they find them uh and then they set up the fact that data has like his little that little uh transporter node thing in his wrist yeah and that's how he gets you know when he shows up he mm-hmm. puts it on picard i so just don't understand he, why he, they couldn't have made uh two of those and uh they're very small so like you can fit more than one of those in your arm you know what i'm you saying you have like, pockets you have pockets. Do these uniforms um, have pockets? I don't know. Like maybe it had to stay. It was in, in his arm. Yeah. But like there was yeah. space for another one. There was space I, for another one. I know, I know. I know. I know. I don't know why there's only one. I don't know, Larissa. Uh, I don't know. But it's true. There could only be one. Um, it's like it's like so Highlander. Um, so yeah. So, so they set that up. There they set that up earlier in the film. So it's like, transporter. okay. I just think and then Shinzon just dies because they're they're of course having a fight a knife fight Shinzon pulls a knife on Picard yep and Picard just like pulls down this random like uh is it like a pike is that what I'm thinking of it's kind of like a spear but it's like this thing that's vertical and it's on a hinge and he just like pulls it down so now it's 90 degrees and poking out and Shinzon lunges at Picard and and impales himself on it but it's not even like there's some sort of setup. I, I was just like, there's not even like a setup for that. No, no, there's. It would be no. so. I don't know. God, yeah. can you imagine if they incorporated the fencing? Oh my god! Like, I mean, not that I want them fencing at the end, but I mean, I don't if know. they like, had, was, you mean if they had incorporated any of Picard's character, anything, at all? anything, and then the like know. pulling himself on the. Oh, thing. that was just that was just morbid. Yeah, I just was like. Who is this guy? I don't know you're who You're making he is. a mess. Yeah, you're making a mess like and what the fuck? 
like I it just it just seemed like they gave this character a lot of anger and then yeah. they completely misplaced all of it. They just like they just were like, here's a bunch of anger and we're just going to throw it around so that everyone gets some instead of like giving him a place to put it. I <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, like if, it's if you not Picard's fault Picard. that you exist. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not his fucking fault that you're here. Yeah. You know, like you like his he was violated in order to create yeah. you. If they had even set up that he was like completely brainwashed or something, like if they even set something, they nothing is set up. There's just yeah, nothing yeah. that's set up. And again, like the books don't count. We're looking at the end product of what was shown in the theatrical release. We're looking at the turd that is Nemesis. And forget about the deleted scenes because they chose to take those out. Yeah. So we're left with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think about Takat, the first villains episode where we said. If we recognize that lore was in a way the first um, repeating one we had in the TV show. And then we had Dukat. What was scary about Dukat is that he could show glimpses of decency, but he yes. could rationalize evil things. Oh, my God. It's almost like he's a well-developed and interesting character that people yes. actually put thought into. Like people want a good villain that they can somewhat understand. It's not that they have to like the villain or be, or like love to hate him, but it was, you know, he needed to be more complex. It's that's what I mean. It's more, that's why I I think it's more interesting when you like the villain a little. Yeah. Or again, in some way, maybe you don't like him, but like he's sympathetic or just like, you know, and I think when they set up like, He's a mirror, you know. I'm a mirror for you, and how? Like, yeah, they really they don't do that. Even Picard in the very beginning is like, "Fuck this, you're not like me." And it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I guess there's not going to be. You just don't like. You just don't trust him. Like, you can't just say someone's a mirror for someone else and then they are that. Like, you have to like. <laughs> well, then also he just goes against it and says, "No, you're not. Like, you're not. You know. Yeah. Not like, me. I just you." <laughs> writing it's almost like (laughs) i there's no there's no writing i don't again i'm gonna go back and say the thing that i said at the beginning which was i don't one time during this whole film believe it i do not once believe it zero Uh, times do i believe uh, it could have had so much fun they really could have and like it would have i feel like it would have been more fun for the actors too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. man. And also, the B four thing is like amazingly convenient and very like surface level. Yeah. We just found the Zoom thing, and we don't even ever. He doesn't. They don't even mention Lore once. They don't even mention him again because only the people who watch Star Trek would know that B four is in the movie. They can't talk about Oh, no, you can't explain something? Like, nobody's ever watched a sequel without watching the first movie? Like, fuck you guys. I'm very heated about this. I'm sorry. No, no. (laughs) In my brain, I'm coming up with some crazy alternate universe thing where 
you think it's B4, but then it turns out that it's actually Lore. Oh my god! And uh. then like he and Shinzon actually teamed up, but that's like some that's like some Star Trek fan fiction stuff. I don't know if that would really work. I not to not to take a shit on fan fiction. That's not what I'm. No, trying to do. I I love it, and I would prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Shinzon and Lore. They'd give like a cool high five and then the, the screen would freeze. Yeah, yep, yep. See, would they're, prefer They're that. about to explode and they just like high five before the explosion and then poof. I would prefer a Shinzon lore buddy buddy movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's just like Where's that totally book? ridiculous than to watch Nemesis again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so many possibilities. So so there were so many possibilities. I I uh, you know I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do you, do you think we are done talking about this? <laughs> I think we both know I have to kill you. <laughs> yep. You know, it, yeah, it would have been better if it was a crossover, you know, and actually it was Bane and not Shinzon. Has anyone done that? <laughs> Has anyone made a meme where it's where it's where it's Bane and instead of Shinzon? <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's a villain right there. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, I think I think we're good. <laughs> um, oh, goodbye. I got a Find us in the collective at intothewormhole.show on Instagram at intothewormhole.podcast Into the Wormhole is brought to you by We Own This Town Why aren't you more like a robot because you're an earlier version? Why are you like a baby? Why does the man have a furry face? (laughs) Like what? What was that? What? Oh, that's because that's Brent Spiner, and he's a cartoon. (laughs) 